Welcome to the What's in the Words podcast. I am AJ. And I'm Steve Canal. What's up, y'all? Today we're going into a historical book that a lot of you have probably already heard about. Um, We're going to have a lot of fun digging deep into this book. Steve, you want to introduce it? Absolutely. It's the book that was banned from prisons and a book that's been read by millions. The 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. Steve, I guess I'll jump right in with my high-level overview. Uh, I'll be honest, when I first read this book, my initial thought, because I read it probably in 2002, maybe 2003, my initial thought was that this book was manipulative, um, simply because he gave so many strategies on how to think um, beyond where your your, um, opponent or client or whoever you're dealing with it teaches you how to think beyond where they're currently thinking. So initially on first read, I thought it was manipulative and I can understand why it will be uh, banned from prisons. Um, what was your first um, impression of the book, Steve, your overview? When I first heard about the book, you know, the main thing that people would tell me is it, it it's about getting what you want out of life, right? And positioning yourself to succeed in, in any given situation. Um, you know, by it teaching you how to apply the laws and influence and how to counter the laws, you know, that they they put within the book. So I thought it was, you know, I thought the stories were were pretty amazing, you know, going from a Machiavelli to a Cleopatra. So it's not meant to read from chapter one or the first law to 48 in a row. You're pretty much supposed to pick up the book and open it to any chapter and, and take it from there. You know, um, so it's definitely a heavy read. It's definitely something that should take time to read. It's not something you're going to read over a weekend or should read over a weekend because you really need to process the words that are in the book, the stories that are being told to really, you know, let it sink in. Um, So what was one of your takeaways, AJ? I like the way that he encourages us to think about power as a game, as playing a game. Right. Uh, and again, part of that game is what made me feel it was manipulative, but I don't think there's a better way for him to do that than illustrating it through a game. Uh, and the object of a game is to win, period. Now, when you're thinking about partnerships and you're thinking about, you know, colleagues and relationships that you're in, uh, you're not always playing to win. Um, sometimes you want to create situations to where both parties or all parties involved are all equal winners. And I think his book was more of a winner takes all. So you got to get as much as you can sort of approach. So I don't necessarily agree with that personally, but I love the way that he made that correlation in the book. But I think the best part that I learned about it, Steve, is when you learn about power in general, um, it helps you truly understand different worldviews and then understand where your position is in those different worldviews from a place of authority versus being a victim. So it definitely gives you a hand up on people who have not read the book. What about you? No, absolutely. And I really like that. And it it goes into, you know, my first takeaway, which is um, when you talk about mastering your own image is recreate yourself, you know, be the master, write your own story. I'm always big on writing your own story and not letting other people write your story or define who you are right? Um, be, be like Clay. Have the ability to remake yourself into a character of power, you know, working on yourself, you know, day to day so you can, you know, define who you are and what you want to be represented as in this world. Because 
people will always try to divine you and put you in a box. And once you accept that, you're kind of doomed. You know, it's going to be hard to work your, your way out of that hole. You know, once the masses see you as this one thing, um, it, not to say you can't do it, but it's going to take a lot of work to rebrand yourself, which, you know, a lot of people do, but people who are used to pivoting and are used to rebranding um, know, know, knows the secret sauce, right? They know what it takes to be able to do that. So um, always be able to, to put yourself in a position to recreate yourself and, and tell your own story. And I'll go into my second takeaway, never outshine the master. You know, that's one of the biggest uh, for me is making sure that you never take uh, your position for granted, you know, and let your the person who's been teaching you feel as if you're being man- manipulative. Um, you want to be in a position of, of, of respect and not outshine the person. All great people want to see people win and they want to put you in a position to be better. But don't do it at the detriment of that, that the person who's teaching you, Absolutely. you know, and that's and that's how I, I took it. You know, you know, when I when they say never outshine the master, you know, you can see it two ways. The other way is, you know, if you're looking to rise into power, <laughs> right? If you are a pawn on the on the on the on the board, and you eventually want to become, you know, the queen or the king on the board, you know, you might have to do some things to 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 take over that position. So you never want that person to see you in a light of of power. You know, because they're going to do everything in their power to keep you as a pawn, you know, so you have to be able to understand the board, understand who you're dealing with and how to maneuver that situation. You know, so I'm, you know, trying to share it in both lights, right, of how to how to approach the saying of never outshine the master. Um, So what was your second takeaway, AJ? So my second takeaway, Steve, is create a cult like following. Now, what he says is play on what other people want to see and hear. Um, and that's what's in the book, but I like to modify it to my version. And that's what that is. Understand what people desire so that you can create it for them. And in that way, you can create a cult like following. Um, again, most of the people who you see who are breakout brands, who who rise above whatever their thing is. Um, and I'm a huge proponent of mastering something first and then breaking out to do something. So, for example, if you look at Jay-Z. First, he was a just a rapper like everybody else. And then he became bigger than just Jay-Z, the rapper. He became Jay-Z, the mogul. But he had to establish himself as a formidable, you know, artist first before he could rise above. Same thing with Oprah. She started out competing with Phil Donahue, uh, Ricky Lake, um, Geraldo, all the others. Um, before she took her left turn to go into personal development and then over time and consistency, uh, she understood what her audience wanted and she became a breakout brand. Um, and anybody else that you look at, initially they start out as a thing uh, and then they they go above and beyond once they establish themselves as an expert. Michael Jordan started as a basketball player. Uh, before you know it, now he's known as Jordan the brand. A lot of kids these days probably have never seen him play, may not even know his first name, honestly, uh, but they know the brand Jordan. So establish yourself first, um, then um, you can become a grant, a brand. And in doing so and understanding the desire of your market, you can create a cult-like following. And that's the key to getting paid. And I wanted to just add something on to what you were saying earlier um, about reinventing yourself. We are recording this during the the pandemic that's going on, and a lot of people are finding themselves in a very peculiar situation 
just because they're forced to do things that they've never had to do before. Um, so I think that this is a huge opportunity, um, you know, if you're forced to be at home to learn a new skill. Now, I know some people have other issues going on with family and, you know, I don't want to I don't want to be short sighted on that. But I think if there, if you have an opportunity, this is a perfect time to learn something new, because I don't think that the world's going to go back to the normal that we knew before. Um, so I think, mm-hmm. you know, now's the time for you to step your game up and possibly learn something new. Maybe not totally invent yourself, but at least add something new to the toolkit that you can offer uh, and increase your value um, during these times. What about you, Steve? Yeah, absolutely. I, I you know, definitely want to send words of encouragement um, and understanding that, you know, these are unprecedented times. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's opportunity within it. Um, there's opportunity for the go-getters to continue putting yourself in a position to be innovative. Um, researching, taking some of these free courses. And there's some who are, you know, the everyday hustler who's out there grinding or those who work, you know, extremely hard who need the rest. So, you know, on the flip side, get the rest, right? Get the rest. Lay down, you know, binge watch if you want, you know, play with the kids, play in the yard. Um, cause for a lot of us, it's the most time we've ever spent with our family members, you know, or our children at any given time. So, you know, if, if you're a go-getter, you know, be innovative, you know, sharpen your skills. And if you've been going a thousand miles an hour, um, and you feel like, you know, you're at a point where before this, you needed some time for yourself, take that time for yourself. Absolutely. Take a walk in the morning, you know, read in the morning, listen to an audio book, listen to what's in the words, you know, just take the time for yourself to reset, you know, because once the machine starts again, mm-hmm. you're going to get back in that mode regardless. You know, the world won't be the same, but it's going to be, it's still a machine, you know, yeah. and you're going to be put in a machine and, you know, work is going to be overwhelming. You're going to be doing the job of 10 people. So take that time now to appreciate this rest and and take it for what it is. It's the world that's like this. It's not just you. 100%. So, uh, Steve, who is the perfect reader um, for this particular book? Who do you think is the perfect person to read The 48 Laws of Power? Somebody who has time on their hands. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So if you're in a situation, I'll give you a couple of examples. We've both been in corporate America. So yes. if you're in corporate America and you're trying to figure out how to, how to maneuver the corporate ladder, how to grow within that space, this is a good book for you. Mm-hmm. If you are an entrepreneur who is the pitcher, the one who is going out and trying to get new business, who is the face of the business, the face of the organization, this book is for you um, because you're getting taught the rules of engagement. Correct. You know, and the rules of engagement are, um, how should I say it? The rules of engagement are transferable. They're like transferable skills, right? right? So you can use it within different industries. You just have to know how, you know, how to, how to adjust for that, for that lane. So, you know, there's, there's, there's a, there's a good amount of folks this is for, but I'm specifically talking to those that are entrepreneurs and those that are in corporate that are looking and trying to figure out how to play the game and how to, how to climb that corporate ladder. What are are your thoughts, AJ? I agree uh, with everything you said. And I think that if we look at this from a position of a person that's looking to influence the outcome of 
whatever your thing is. So if you're a, um, a in a relationship uh, and you have, again, well, like Steve said, if there's something you want to pitch or something you want to ask, uh, it helps to be empathetic, but also it helps to understand the thoughts and the, the you know, what the other person is thinking to better position yourself um, in your pitch, whatever that is. So I think if you're looking to influence the outcome or influence a person to make a particular decision, I think this is a great book for you, um, specifically entrepreneurs and people in corporate America who have to sort of play a game because it's hugely, you know, gamified, if you will. I think it's good for those people, but I think anyone in a position who, where they're trying to influence other people. Yeah, so again, this isn't a book that you sit down and read from beginning to end. Nope. Um, it's kind of just flipping through, going through different you know, points and chapters and just taking that and absorbing that information. Um, so yeah, you know, should you get this book? You know, I think it should, it should be a book yeah, that's, that's on everybody's bookshelf. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it could take some time to get through, uh, because you really have to internalize, um, what the words are saying and cut through, uh, to be able to apply. So that's where I'm at with it. Where, where can people find you, AJ? People can find me on Instagram. I am at AJ Joyner. That's A-J-J-O-I-N-E-R. And if you are interested in writing and publishing a book, you can go to ajsfreebook.com. That's A-J-S-F-R-E-E-B-O-O-K.com. What about you, Steve? Yeah, and if you're looking to, uh, you know, get into the entrepreneurship world or you're currently, you know, into the entrepreneurship world and, you know, you're looking to, to grow and, and scale your business, you can reach me on Instagram at Steve Canal. Um, and we're here to, to provide the tools to help you to help you get to the next steps. So um, we appreciate you all for tuning in. Indeed. Definitely catch you next time. Peace. Peace.